If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. Bombas.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Don't be possessed. Be a Piatsky. And if you think that wordplay is clever, you're going to love today's film. We saw My Demon Lover, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How Did This Get Made? We're going to have a good time, celebrate some failure, not just be a hater. Did you know you wonder how did this get made? Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth. It is I, Tall John Shear, and welcome to another episode of How Did This Get Made? Today, we are talking about the 1987 classic, My Demon Lover, uh, starring Scott Valentine uh, of Family Ties fame. Um, It's a story that I guess I can briefly describe by saying it's like Beauty and the Beast if the beast transformed every time he got a hard-on. And here to help us break down this movie are my two co-hosts. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas. How are you, Jason? Oh, Paul. I mean, that family ties, I mean, that really, I got excited when I realized that it was uh, Justine Bateman's boyfriend from Family Ties. I was like, Nick. He was, Nick, he was such a seminal kind of, because I had such a crush on her, in yes. that show, you know, and so I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and because in my in my mind, he only ex- I didn't ever I don't I don't know that I ever saw him in I never saw this movie in anything else. So it was like he was frozen only as that character in time for me. So it was like it blew my mind. Well, to me, I remember this movie coming out. And it was PG thirteen, and I couldn't see it. And I was like, "Oh, I wish if I could see, you know, Nick in a movie." I was so excited that <laughs> Nick was in a movie, but it was too adult for me. Uh, but that I wanted to go. Surprises me based on oh, what yeah. I now know about your childhood. I, I would be, I would assume that you would have been able to kind of free range see whatever movie you wanted to. No, my family was very, very strict. My dad would cut out nudity in movies, and then I That's could watch right. them. 
Yes, that's right. He would make his own edits. Now, and you see that as your dad cutting the nudity out to make the movie safe for you, not your dad splicing together a reel of just nude scenes, right? That's how how you choose to see it, if I'm correct. now, as I say it, I'm like, my dad had to sit like on a in front of a VCR reel to reel waiting for nude scenes to like pause, record. So Just, what a like what an incredible gesture of love to go through and cut the nudity out of all of these movies that he wanted you to see or that you wanted to see so that you could see them. And I do wonder if at any point it occurred to him, you know what? I'm sitting on now a ton of just <laughs> nude clips. Like, is can I ask a question? And you don't have to answer this. Is your dad Mr. Skin? I don't want to <laughs> reveal the true identity of Mr. Skin because that is part of the mystery and mystique. I will say that, uh, you know what? I, I imagine Mr. Skin's a great dad. That's I'll leave it at that. Uh, joining us also today is our other co-host, Miss June Diane Rayfield. How are you, June? Oh, gosh, Paul. I'm okay. How are you? Good. Um, I mean, I know that you have a connection to Nick from Family Ties as well, right? I mean... Yes. I also, Jason, had the same experience, but I, I had such a big crush on Nick. Sure. And to see him, I, when I put that together, I didn't know what I was in for. Yeah. I mean, I saw the movie. I still don't know what I'm in for. I I <laughs> don't I don't know which end is up. I'm I'm very excited to talk about this movie because without getting too far ahead of ourselves, uh having just watched it this uh this morning, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, there is something that goes down very easy. Yes. But it also makes no sense. Oh, like no. No, 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 no. None of it adds up. It's terrible in in construction and plot, but it is. Te- I will say, I should. What I should have said is, it is testament to the performances of the main of the two do the duo, the main characters. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the woman's name who plays uh, the lead. Uh, thank you. Um, and I hope you of- don't forget Sonia. Sonia, of course, but but Scott Valentine and 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 Denny are. Amazing together, I thought. The and actress's I was like, name is Michelle Little. Just thank we, you. I thought they there was something so winning about them that I was charmed. I guess. Well, I mean, the Denny character is kind of like Diane Keaton by way of Meg Ryan. Like when you first meet her walking down the street, yeah. I'm like, oh, there is something engaging about her right off the bat. I I liked her. Even I though, have to say, in some ways, I agree, Paul. In some ways, I think that there were certain. There were women in the 80s and early 90s who were, they had more bandwidth to be zany and strange and offbeat and odd and uh, at times not bright. And there, they had just a much longer leash in terms of like romantic leads that I really appreciate. And I found it refreshing and it reminded me of like, oh, I wish we got to see more women failing spectacularly in the way that Denny gets to. What we get now instead is like like the most beautiful women are given a character flaw, like I'm clumsy or right. I, or like, I want a career. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure. But what we don't but I mean like you know, what we don't have is women for whom their lives are a mess and they are also simultaneously not 
the most beautiful woman in the world. You know what I mean? Like this, like the, uh, is it Stephanie Little? Is uh, Michelle is, Little. Michelle Little, I'm sorry, is, is beautiful, but she's not like, like a bombshell. She is like a, what I like about this movie is it's about a woman who is unlucky in love and really needs to figure her stuff out. She's being walked all over by Chip, her boyfriend, in the opening scene. And by the but way, when you say her... walked all over, I mean, literally, he almost yeah. trips on her. She, I mean, she is brutalized by this man. Like, this man is, we meet him <laughs> robbing her house, stealing yeah. her blender, pushing her down the stairs, and <laughs> laughing at her. Like, She's like, I mean, that's my this lamp. Is... She's like, that's my lamp. He's... He's robbing her apartment and she says, I don't think we should see each other anymore. It is like, it's like, <laughs> oh, but it's so great. there's something. And I think Diane Keaton is such a good call um, uh, to, as a reference point, because there's something that is so just kind of like, ah, nuts about her, you right. know, like in that way that she's like, you know, you it, like it. I, I don't know. I just was in, you know. There's the it was scenes, refreshing. There's the scenes in the beginning where she's walking through New York City. Oh, oh love it. And you can tell that they stole those scenes because yes. the crowds of people through on the streets are too big and they're looking directly at camera all the time. I, I also <laughs> like I wrote down when I saw that opening scene, I'm like uh, remember when movies could just look like shit? I mean, this is not like and New York I, could and New York yeah. could look like shit. There's trash all over and it's not set decoration. No, it is actual New yeah. York City streets that look like but it. That, to me was what was so appealing about it, too. Like New yes. York. It was the New York of like that. I remember when I was in elementary school going into the city from Long Island and seeing New York where it was it was scary. It was there was more crime. Mm. It was dirtier. It was, you know, um, it was the New York that we see in the beginning of this movie. And that was refreshing, too. Yes. And that she is like a shining light in this yes. grime, you know, in all of this grime, including Chip. I will say, though, I did have trouble trying to figure out who we were supposed to focus on in that opening walkabout, because there is a guy like jumping over garbage cans and like. And I'm like, oh, is that the lead character? And it took me a second to be like, oh, oh, I have to adjust my eyesight. She's the middle character. Yeah, well, what it is is you. I kept having to be like, wait, who is the common person in all of these scenes? And I was like, oh, it's the woman with the groceries. <laughs> but I, what I loved about her, too, is she, you know, I said to Paula halfway through the movie, I said, is she, because she had a, a, a playbill framed in her apartment that was for um, House of Blue Leaves. House of Blue Leaves, the play Jungwar. House of Blue Leaves. I said, Paul, is she an actress? She also didn't seem to have, for someone who lives in New York City, like much ambition, or she didn't seem to be going for much um, aside from looking for love and not even really looking for a husband necessarily, but just looking for love. And it was fascinating i mean she works at a pet shop right and uh, the way that we know that is at one point she says i got off early because the pet shop closed like but like, that's okay it. yep that's yeah, but... it and she has dog bone earrings that's the other thing those are the two oh. clues <laughs> <laughs> she there is it, it, i was so there was so i i really was it, it was the movie is so much just about her being unlucky in love. 
You know, like every scene is about love. It is about relationships. It is about Chip is leaving her. She and her friend go to the bar to talk to guys. She they they always get talked to by this creep at their regular or this nerd or they they keep calling him a dork, I think, or something, right? Yeah. Um and and then it's about and then it becomes about um the Scott Valentine character who is, as we know and have not yet discussed, possessed by a demon. <laughs> okay, now... Well, no, this he's is... not, Jason. Is he? Wait, yes. yes. Okay, because... Oh, or a God, I don't want to... I don't want to split possess- hairs here, but yes. I do think that... I don't think he's possessed by a demon. Wait. I think I... there's a spell on him, but if he had been possessed by a demon, that demon... um sword would have killed him no june the demon is inside his belly that's like part devil and that's why the demon was going to jump into another body like that's that was his whole thing he couldn't fall in love yeah because if he fell in love the demon would jump into the person closest to him so and i don't want to spoil who it why jumped wasn't into. he killed by the demon sword because it didn't go in that hole. It didn't go. You have to stab in the skull. Oh, that piece of it. So it has yeah. to go in his like C-section scar. Correct. Yes. Which was very weird when he showed it to us. I did, I did not, not like that like shot that. at all. I did not like that I shot. I saw a layer of pubes. There was I didn't too want to see. There was, yeah. And it was PG-13. It was yeah, like, there, there I was, did not get it. <laughs> there is a moment when he pulls down his pants and he's just hairy enough to make it extremely uncomfortable because yeah. there was belly hair going into pubic hair and we're just in this middle area between the... And it, it looks like he's trying... And listen, he, he, uh, I understand he's trying to show her his scar, but the action is such that it seems as though he's going to pull his pants. It seems like for a brief moment, oh, I'm about to see this guy's dick. For you sure. Know, like, like, that's the that's how like I'm like is this is he just gonna take it all down what is this? no he's and, okay, and so by the way I they didn't play realize that, for a that. Joke. I didn't realize the demon sword had to go directly into that yeah hole. so that's why when okay, he stabbed the I'm other guy in the hole. They, they yell look for the scar look for the scar and he sees it <sighs> and stabs him in the scar wait but so okay wait riddle me this then was that other guy who ends up being okay. the Okay, being I the also have, I suspect, the exact same question. I have some answers based on rewatching the end twice because I needed to kind of clock. Because, <clears throat> okay, go ahead, June. I well, I, okay, so 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 the whole movie, um, Nick <laughs> from Family Ties is wrestling <laughs> with whether or not he's this mangler character who's go, running around New York City stabbing and, and mauling women and killing them, murdering and, them. And, and the movie the movie lets us believe that he is the mangler. Like, right, for he is dressed be. like the mangler. Yes, he very well might be. Let's even walk it back a second because I just want to lay it out. Like This is a movie about a woman trying to find love. It is also a movie about a demon trapped in a man's body that when he gets horny, he turns into a demon. And it's also a movie, a mystery about a maniac that is killing and hurting women in New York city. So that's the three plot lines that we are following. Plus we could also say there is a very small plot line of a man trying to woo our main character, but he's too much of a nerd to kind of really get her attention. That, well, and then those there's are the also, well, can I add there's, another one? Yeah. There's also, Denny's our main character's best friend, Sonia, who is psychic. She's psychic. (laughs) That's like, I really wanted to talk about Sonia 
and her sister, Sonia, who's psychic, who owns like a store in which she has a demon killing sword. Yes. As well as other kind of mystical ephemera and her sister. And she dates. I mean, she dates lots of men, we understand. One of whom is the police officer who is in, who's on the case trying to find the mangler. So every one of our main characters is involved in every one of yes. the main plots. It's like a small town filled with 100 people, except, except it's, that New it's New York, New York City. Except that it's New York City in 1986. <laughs> and and I, will, I just will say one other thing about this movie, because I want to get to the confusion at the end, but I think we need to just lay out a couple details here. There is a very big issue in this film that Scott Valentine, a.k.a. Nick from Family Ties, does not know that he is possessed by a demon. Like, he is, like when we first meet him on the subway train doing some of the best overacting I've ever seen, someone oh, who's never a played a saxophone. Yeah. Oh, playing a saxophone like a kid, like with a mime instrument. I'm like, not even trying, but like, it, it was <laughs> insane. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am called Cass. I come from the planet Venus. And this is our language. Attention Earth. We are friendly people. Give us your money and then go in peace. Oh, oh, I leave the women. <laughs> Woo! He also, they set him up. Okay, the movie sets Scott Valentine up as a mentally ill homeless person who's begging for money on the subway. He's like playing for money. He's like on the subway. He's playing the saxophone. He's sleeping in garbage piles. Like he's wearing the same clothes every time, but he's somehow like, like light on his feet and kind of trying to be charming, but he doesn't know that he is possessed by a demon. But by by the way, he's also grabbing every woman that he sees. He's like um like a Pepe Le Pew kind of character, like yeah yeah yay. Like he's yeah. like grabbing women at women's asses and bodies. Like every he's super That's horny. That's the demon to me. That's the de- like the, de- the 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 movie's kind of story or uh, i don't know like the the whole thing of it is like horning like he's he's what we realize is he's been punished by um somebody who is when he's a teenager well uh, and is making out for the first time with a girl he's having his first kiss the girl's grandmother arrives and puts a curse on um, Scott Valentine on Nick which, from Family Ties. Which we don't find out until about 40 minutes into the movie. And, and we only I, find out from a guy on the, like a random encounter on the street. So wait a second. Wait a second. Oh boy. You're saying that, so so from that point when he was, I think, 14 years old. Yes. He's been walking around the world and every time he's horny, he turns into a demon and that's what's led him to be Homeless on the street, without a job, without clothes. Correct. Without, I think. Okay. I think if the movie was a little bit more, uh, if the movie wasn't trying to be a light comedy, it would be. He would seem as though he was a uh, like um, Robin Williams in The Fisher King. He would see. He would truly be 
a mentally ill, insane, homeless person. Well, but here's the thing. Why this movie is so hard to wrap your head around is he's been dealing with this since he's 14, but has no knowledge yeah. that he is a yeah. demon. But then when it's revealed to him, he's completely aware, like the demon of well, him. That's what I didn't understand. Yes. And the rules of this movie, because he yeah, changes because his demon shape. Sometimes he blacks out and that's, sometimes yeah. he is well aware. I think what happens. So and and I hate to get into all of this, but there's there's some real specifics around like what what happens to him like before actual in my mind like penetration and what happens to him like when like right like I think he be, is becoming a demon and is aware of being a demon until he's like having sex and then he blacks out. I think it's about the hard on. I'm being very serious. Like I think the minute oh, okay. he gets hard, yes. he changes into the demon, so but he then, prevents him from I think having that's sex. That's the allegory. I think the I think the, that's what it's saying. I think the movie's kind of like the 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 the, the kind of symbol like whatever the I, I'm I'm whatever is that his sexual appetite is that of a demon. You know what I mean? Like and once it becomes once he becomes hard and it but becomes But at what point is he he's he going into his like fugue state? That's what I don't know because the movie sets up a, a reality in which whenever he turns into the demon, he seems to black out and not remember where he's been or why he's waking up where he's waking up, except for when he and um, the uh, Denny uh, try it in her apartment. He does, in fact, transform into the demon, but he's like, see, I told you. And right. then he's like, but I'm not going to hurt you. It's okay. And then with the, then you're like, well, wait a minute. That, that's but like then he that. goes crazy and starts like sniffing the bed. And I'm like, are you acting like the demon? Like, this is the issue with the movie because there are certain points that he talks as Scott Valentine as the demon. And then there's other times that he'll be like, hey, what's going on, man? He also has different demon looks. Through, he turns into different demons, like, but which I also didn't understand. He can decide what demon he wants to turn into. Like Pumpkinhead Lady. Well, Pumpkinhead Lady seemed to be related to Denny, though. That's her mother. Oh. That's her mother? Yes. What? What? That's, that's her mother, and he also becomes a date that she recognizes who wouldn't leave. The oh. Jim Carrey date. The wow. Jim Carrey, the guy who looked like Jim Carrey. That was so, so crazy. So he becomes whoever. This is yeah. what I don't understand. I don't understand. Again, we get it gets back to rules. Why is he a, like, they never explain. Why does he morph? into different versions of the demon. Why does the demon have her mother's head? Why does the demon have this other thing? Is the demon manifestations of him or is it reflecting things to her? Who is supposed to learn from this? So that's what I, I mean. I don't understand. know. Like if, so if in the movie, like male sexuality, it has the potential for violence. It, I don't know why if that, if that's what we're setting up, then I don't know why she sees her mother as a projection of what hit his I understand it June I understand it so I think there's two things at play the curse that he gets put on him is to repel women from him so I think stage one is turn into ah. a demon that's gross stage two is if you still want to make out with me and try this I am now going to repel you 
with something personal from your life. I don't know how that transpires, but I think the idea is it's multiple things. So like the second thing would so be like, I'm going to look like your mother. to like keep him alone, basically. Exactly. To stay and away the, from women. Because like, then we've gotten to a level where when she got really close to him and she tried to make out with him, the like the shelves started shaking and the walls started rocking. And it was like, oh, this is controlling everything. Like, this is such so powerful is magic. So is he a virgin? That's my. Yes. That's what I want to know too. Is he a virgin? Yes. And does it happen when he jerks off? Uh, that's <laughs> well, a he wouldn't question. remember. Does he lose his virginity to Sonia in the fields? Okay. In the tall grass. Guys, I I need to talk about that scene and that scene alone. Like <laughs> this is. I mean, and we can talk about it actually when we get there because chronologically, I think it'll make more sense when we okay, get there. But put a pin in it, I guess. That scene, what happens in that scene, and the fact that Denny is watching it is is well bizarre. So for Denny, though, so for Denny's story, her story is all about like not being a doormat, like not putting up with bad behavior from men. At one point, somebody says to her, "You need to get tough, or you need to get a gun." Which yes. didn't seem like great dating advice. But to protect against Chip, I don't disagree. Chip seems violent. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. And and she says earlier on, it's so sad. She says earlier on, when she's looking at Sonia, she says, I wish I was sexy. I wish I was knew what smart. men were thinking. I wish I was smart. I wish I was dead. Oh. Yeah, she it's, said, I wish I was dead. But why oh. does she wish she was dead? She is just a heartbreaking character. <laughs> I love her so much. I, I love her too. so much. I, but- and her performance was, I mean, I mean this, like this could have, with what her character is going through, without the right touch, it would feel either too maudlin mm-hmm. or too crazy. You know, like Sandra Bullock in All About Steve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't seem to be, like, crazy at all. She just seems to be suffused with, like, helplessness and sadness in a way that she's trying so hard she wants to have a positive outlook on things why are you crying because i'm a schlub you're not a schlub i am i am a schlub look at me i'm a woman of the 80s i can do anything i want to do i can risk my life in armed combat i can have empty sex with strangers the world is mine but all i want is someone to take care of Somebody to take care of me, too. I am pathetic. No. I should be in a museum. Stuffed. Like, when we find out, like, you think that Chip left because she paid attention to him on his birthday, but then you find out it was just that it was her birthday. Like, you know, she's she's but a I good-hearted person. I still didn't person. understand that. Why would Chip have been upset even if it was his birthday? Because he doesn't like to celebrate it. She was trying to plan a party and Chip was just upset. He just Chip, was like Chip didn't it didn't matter. I would like a prequel I would like a prequel movie that is just a like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf style drama oh. about the Chip and Denny relationship. Chip and Denny and, and maybe and maybe the uh, two sisters are over that night. They play like the the two It's a, it's a, it's a four-hander and it's just them over for game night. Well, they oh my God. like Chip is attacking her at one point, like in a in in a really aggressive way. Like, the, I will say, this woman is literally pushed around, like 
multiple times. And he's like, he's mad at her because I guess Chip was arrested for selling a hot blender. Like that would mean that blenders would have serial numbers on them and that they reported a blender and that some <laughs> cop was on a, some sort of <laughs> undercover op where he's so like, bl- like a, a pawn shop is like, hey. I got that blender you're looking for. Get on down here. <laughs> don't don't uh don't shave off the serial number on that blender. It's not even a Vitamix. Oh my God. Um, I will say one thing. If we just go back one step and sure. just say, if you take out the demon part of this movie, which to our you know which is which is what our character Denny doesn't even know, she does fall in love with a homeless person. Yes, takes him in. And then, like, night one, night she one. lets him stay with her. But that's kind of in keeping with her, what we're setting up, which is which is that she is somebody who is kind of a doormat. And so, and he is kind, but we think the movie has already put in motion this idea that, and it's kind of smart for the movie, that we think he is, we know him to be a demon, and we think he's probably, if for all intents and purposes, the main serial killer. But so, by the way, yeah. the way we introduce him as a demon is confusing. He's on the subway saying, I'm an alien. He's he's acting insane. Like I actually got nervous. I was like, this is a level of overacting that I'm used to seeing on like Nick Jr. shows. Like this is like no Henry disrespect. Danger level acting here. And I was like, this is not going to go if well. Only Nick, if only Nick Jr. was all about the character Nick from uh, <laughs> oh. Family Ties. Hey, Mallory! Hey. <laughs> I would like to see a... I wish they'd done a, two, a two-hander with Nick from Family Ties and Eldon from Murphy Brown. Oh. <laughs> By the way, I was going to say, I just realized as I did that, is Nick just Stallone? Is, he, is that the voice he's doing? Yeah, yeah kind of. He's like, oh, hey, Mallory. Hey, hey. Mallory, Mallory. Uh, but um, he, all right, so we meet him. He sees a woman's breasts. His eyes go red. He get, like I would imagine that's the version of a chubby. Like, he gets a chubby, so he doesn't go full demon. He just goes a little demon. But then the train stops at 28th Street. And then a woman who is waiting for Wait, can I train. back up for one second, Paul? Yeah. On his eyes going red. So, but this is what's interesting. His eyes go red there when he's just like a little aroused. But later on, we see him many times in that situation when his eyes don't go red, where he right. stays I think his normal self. I think he's able to, and my guess is he's able, like, oh, for example, when um, in the bar, the first time that, uh, Sonia and and Nick for, uh, meet uh, in the bar, and he, he looks at her boobs, then looks up in her eyes, and is like, "Can I get you a drink?" And his eyes go red. Yes. And then and then um, Denny turns him away, and they go back. Like I think he's able to. I don't think once that transformation starts. It's not like Teen Wolf, where once it starts, it keeps going. Right. I think I think he can, he can pull, pull it back. back. Well, it's kind of the erection analogy. The erection analogy can go up and down. Now, meanwhile, we won't reveal the spoiler just yet. Oh, yeah, because he's saying but- cold shower, cold shower. Or like when he, the first time when he's kissing Denny and he starts to transform, he runs and takes a cold shower to like stop himself from having a heart on. And then she gets in the shower and it's one of the best scenes in the entire movie. Two people doing a scene in the shower. Fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them fully clothed in a shower. There's way too much water. They could not handle it. It's hilarious. Today's podcast is brought to you by 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. I, I want to say, as much as I enjoyed this movie, I do believe part of it could have been financed by a special effects guru who was like, I need a demo reel. It's cheaper for me to finance a movie because there's so many different or, looks in this. Or you know, I would also believe it if you said like, oh, there was a guy was like, oh, I have access to these two demon suits. Uh, yeah. Let's write, let's write a movie around that. Okay. Speaking of demon costumes, can someone <laughs> explain to me why... Chucky, who we will find out actually is the serial killer Mangler, who is also a demon. Why he puts on the costume with that crazy hand of a demon. Wait, what? Wait, what? Doesn't he take off his hand at one point? You know how he has. No, you know he, how just... he has that crazy hand that we see when she comes like when um he chloroforms her and she gets in the car and he's got oh, I, one really creepy hand. I think I he's, believe that's his demon hand. Yeah, he's but transforming. But then when he goes back to his lair, 
he takes it off and places it down <gasps> in his like, oh, castle. So, so you oh. think that he was trying to be a different type? Well, first of all, I don't understand why oh. he needs a lair in a castle and syringes in that well, castle. <laughs> okay. But but why is he dressing up as a demon when he is a demon? Where is that castle? That Wait, castle. Where is that castle? Long Island? I no, I that know. that's the castle. That's the castle in the middle of Central Park. No, is it? Paul. Yes. There's so much space around it. There's too much space around it. Well, that, that castle is... looks like it's in the middle of Transylvania. No, that's the one like on like like in the 60s. It's like is that. It li- really? Yes. What? That is. Yes. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's one of the no, few no, no, movies. No, 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 no. Yes, it's one of the few movies shot in Central Park. That's what they're trying to do. Now, oh, wow. obviously, the uh, the roof and stuff is all built. That's Hollywood soundstage stuff. But the exterior oh. is that Central Park. I didn't see the skyline castle. in the background, huh? Okay, okay, that's interesting because I was like, where have they gone? I, I had no idea. Wait, can someone? Did anyone see that hand come off? I did no. not. Huh. I did not either. But I'm. But I also. I, I believe you. I might just not have been paying enough attention because in my mind, I was like. I thought it was actually smart because I was like, oh, I like it. They The movie introduces an actual monster in Nick so that we believe when he blacks out, he's a murderer, right? And so right. that we believe that our main character, Denny, is always in trouble. And because she's always being walked on and because she's let this man into her life, she is in danger at all times because he's obviously the mangler. And then when we realize, oh, no. The mangler is this little dorky guy who's been threaded through the movie. I was like, oh, I love that. We're now going to just show that, like, just a man is actually capable of being a monster. He doesn't have to be a, a legitimate demon. He can just be any man can be a monster. And then, in fact, no, he's a double demon. He's well, like and June, demon daddy. And by the way, uh, that's Alan Fudge that we're talking about is, is Phil who I think is hilarious in this movie. But June, you're right. I just scrolled through the movie. He is wearing a fake monster hand. Thank you. But, so, why? but why though? Why? But so why? this is the crazy thing. Oh, because I get it. I, I understand it. Take... What is it? He also doesn't know that he's a demon. He's just a maniac mangler. But why put on a hand and put because... on a demon costume? What are the chances? So he doesn't know he's a demon. So he's putting because- on a demon hand and then later has his own demon hand? Like that would be <laughs> So the that's only world in which I thought this could this could work is it because it seems like New York City is such a small town, I thought maybe he has actually seen Nick around town and is trying to frame him a real demon okay, for all now of this the would make sense. Crimes. This would make sense because, and here's here's why I can make sense of what you just pitched, June, is because when Nick sees the woman on the subway and becomes horny and his eyes go red, we can presume he turns into a demon. That woman is later dead on the subway tracks. Right via behind the ma- him. Via wait, wait, wait. The man- that's no, no, the no, woman that's a different woman, Jason. It's a different woman. That's a different woman. There's a woman, he gets his eyes red for a woman on the subway car. Then there's another woman in a white dress waiting for the subway car. And you're supposed to believe that like oh. he got she out, dies killed standing her. Up. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, because what I was gonna say. Okay, so then scratch what I was gonna say. Because what I was gonna say is that must mean that must mean the little guy has seen yes. uh, Nick Valent Nick uh, from Family Ties turn into a demon. Is trying to frame him. 
I think he could have been on the same train because it was certainly set up that way. I mean, maybe uh, these demons aren't violent. But I mean, this, Sonya, is the, this is the trick. Sonia saw the demon that attacked her sister and says it's the devil. The devil is what it keeps be they keep being told. Uh, and also we have to we have to once again reference the 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 story that like so Nick uh, from Family Ties has no idea what his what his life is all about. But he keeps encountering um a man who's selling uh like elixirs and like it's it's almost like an old-timey western like uh what's it called the guy that goes town to town selling like potions and elixirs except in this version it's a it's an elderly african-american man who's selling them like on the street side of a busy new york street and then when nick comes up to him he's like oh i know what you are and then he opens a little door in his suitcase and they have they can and he uses a, a glass doorknob as a crystal ball right. and they see back into the past and that's how we realize that he's a Pazatsky because that's he only learns this term in this moment from the man on the street like Nick is in his 30s yes has no idea that this is real never mind the fact that at the end of the movie when the sniper is looking up on the castle roof to shoot the guy Nick who's in full demon format the sniper goes holy shit there's a Pazatsky up there and this does Piz- everybody know what a Pazatsky is <laughs> it, I, this is the craziest thing I do want to play that scene I do want to play the scene of the reveal because it's so crazy the whole idea of a Pazoski is possessed, but uh, it's so crazy. Here, just take a listen. Pazoski! Whoa! What? What? Tell me, what's a Pazoski? You! She stick the devil in you, boy! You mean I'm possessed? Worse. You are possessed. Wait, wait. If I'm possessed... Possessed. Whatever. How come this only shows up when I get horny? <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> If it's horny you feel, you get horny for real. You can't get down with no female when you got a mouth full of razors and a pointed tail. She's done laid a case of Romanian blue balls on you, boy. <laughs> so you're in this world where it seems like everyone knows what a Pazoski is, but it seemed like a Pazoski was very specific to this one woman. It almost like that was her name, right? Because wasn't... Their or, last name I'm it? assuming it's some sort of like, you know, the equivalent of, you know, uh, thinner, like, uh, you <laughs> know, like, uh, uh, like a curse that is meant to be uh, uh, from somebody from the old country. You yes. know what I mean? right. like, that's why to me, Pazatsky seems like it's a, oh, that's people from the old country. They've got, they've got, they can put a hex on you or, or the evil eye okay. or one of those kind of superstitions or things. If okay, that, does that make so, sense? Yes. So now we do find out later on, and I'm sorry if this was just discussed, but that Chucky, the actual mangler, was also cursed by this woman. But yes, yes, he also tried to make out with that girl. And is again, so, this is a small town, small town so America. This, yeah, I was just going to say, he's like, oh, you know her too? Her grandmother was a real bitch though. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is, is New York City full of men who tried to hook up with this teenage girl and their grandmother turned them all into demons that are out murdering women? And by the way, I feel bad for that little girl. I mean, all she wants to do is get a little, you know, she wants to get a little I feel, action. I feel bad for the little girl and I feel bad for all the innocent women who the grandmother, the blood is on the grandmother's hands of all the innocent women that the Absolutely. mangler 
has mangled. Okay, so we have this <laughs> we have this grandmother. We have this grandmother. This is part of the fact that this is part of a ostensibly a romantic comedy. It's a because the setup, the archetype is the romantic comedy of the woman, the the woman who's walked all over, who finally meets the right guy, except there's something wrong with him. Except in this case, what's wrong with him is he's a demon. And, and that is crazy. And by the way, he's also not well. I mean, like, I think there's something about Beauty and the Beast where, you know, Belle finds the Beast and they have this connection. There's, there's, they're, you know, at first they're against each other and then they're together. But here... Like, they fall in love because he likes playing on a children's, like, jungle gym. Uh, like, and it's like... And there uh, are a lot of adults that like to play on that jungle gym, though. <laughs> oh, by the way, in the Washington only people that you see on that jungle gym are adults. <laughs> like, when she's going to remember her time with him, where they traversed the entire New York City in one day. <laughs> they did a lot of walking that day. Their legs must have been burnt. Nobody seems to care about Sonia's sister. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares about Sonia's sister at all, really. Sonia's sister so doesn't even get an end title card. At the end, they kind of do like a recap of all their funny moments this from the movie. Sonia's sister survived. She survived, but she's hospitalized and is in bad shape. Meanwhile, Sonia's yeah, out true. at the bar hanging with Chucky, Denny, and Nick from Family Ties. As if like, Haha, my sister's fine. Denny never goes to the hospital, never inquires about her sister, like never stops by Gree Gree and is like, uh, let me help. I'll pick up some shifts to, to cover your <laughs> sister who's still in the hospital. Like if the sister is disposable. Jason, she's got to work at the vet. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. I could. I was like, I felt bad for her most of all. Uh, uh, yeah, but again, like, demons psychics this yeah. movie is full of magic in, in a way that juxtaposed against grimy 80s new york for whatever reason it i works. was like yes i'm into this because be and i guess and i do believe it's so much because the two leads are so winning like i believed them you know, I, I I really I fell in love with Nick from Family Ties. Like he started off very rough for me because he literally is, I think, being unchecked by a director in those first two scenes. It's like he is not a likable character. He drops the saxophone entirely, by the way. Like, where did that sax? Did he just get that out of the trash? Does he play the saxophone? Like we're like we're pulling in things about him. We're losing things about him. He's sleeping in the trash like. I don't feel like the movie it's knows weird who he, that is. he says It's weird that he claims to be an alien, but is in fact a demon. A demon. You know, but I guess that's, I, maybe that's just meant for us to believe he's just mentally unstable. Uh, but it, or, it is he mentally unstable because he's a demon. Yeah, we are supposed to think like, oh, this is, this is the type of person you encounter in a subway that everybody's a little scared of and yes. he's you know he he's unhinged and he's dangerous to be around and she basically takes him in like he's a stray dog almost right. she because to be clear when she meets him it's not because they don't have like a love connection no he he's steals like begging her, her. 
He's begging her for food and then spits it all over her. He's acting like an animal. He's acting so like a dog. That's one of my favorite things about out, this movie, too. Yes. He climbs out of the trash. He, yes. he steals her food. He spits it up all over her. He follows her home. She, she invites him upstairs and says he can sleep on the couch. It's like he's a stray dog. After he but, tried to, yeah. like, mac on her. Like, he's also, yeah. like, he's manipulating her to go up to her. Like, let's not forget that. Like, he like lies that he's sick and then she brings him up and then he like saves her from another attack because she's often attacked in this movie uh and that's how he gets to stay over but are you you gonna talk about the health food store because that well i i love i forgot about like the late 80s early 90s disdain for like health and wellness Oh, like yeah. the just disdain and disgust oh, like like how the idea of beats <laughs> How the idea of like eating a veggie beets. burger? They, you know, it's not even a veggie burger. It's like it's a it's it's a burger made of like beets and fruit. Yes, so that so much so <laughs> that he calls her fruit burger for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it literally is coming out of a machine, and I'm not joking about this. It's a machine that's called the Healthomatic, which is pumping out like gravy style sludge onto plates, and it's being eaten by. My the best cameo in the entire movie, Larry <laughs> oh. Bud Melman, Calvin Forrest from old school David Letterman. Whoa, what was going on? <laughs> he and he like, but the commentary on it is that he takes a bite of celery, takes a bite of his food, and then dies. In like, the it's, plate. it's like it's the it, the fuck you to health food Ooh, is it's... so profound that one of the patrons of the health food restaurant perishes while eating the food. <laughs> It's it amazing. is so amazing. And I was also obsessed with the woman who ran that place. Oh, who's on having the phone. A, a screaming <laughs> argument with a boyfriend. It's the best. And she's the Denny saying, excuse me, excuse me. She's like, I'm on a personal call. <laughs> by the way, De- by the way, Denny watches a Larry Bud Melman die and then takes her beet burger or her fruit burger outside while the coroner is literally rolling his body into the street. There, this movie, I will say, and I wrote this in my notes too, it, it, this movie has very funny jokes happening in the background. Yes. And, oh, oh, and this is the other thing, because you were saying, uh, and, I, and I think it's, it's a great uh, comparison, her kind of like um, almost Annie Hall-esque kind of like uh, 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 upbeat attitude. She also reminded me too of Julie Haggerty in a way. Oh, from, uh, really? like, Julie Haggerty you know, oh, would have been great in this role. Too. Uh, it's a similar, yeah. it's a similar archetype uh, yeah. of like someone who cannot stand up for herself, uh, but is so um, so positive and mm-hmm. so uh, caring about people and the people, and so open, so unprotected, really, yes. so vulnerable, and also so so buoyant and plucky and that is sort of the the resilient you know, ju- yes. yeah so resilient that you feel okay watching them uh traipse about this insane world with these insane people because it seems that they'll end up on their feet somehow which of course she does i mean by the way you can knock her down but she will get back up and i think that that's the story that we're really following here we're really following denny can take one on the chin and 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 you know what she gets at the end of the day, well, she's fearless in the sense that she really is. She, it's her idea to say to um, Nick Kaz is his name. We we've only called him Nick from Family Ties. Yeah, Kaz weirdly is his name. 
which seems like a medieval name, and that's <laughs> yeah. odd too. I mean, Kaz and Denny don't roll off the tongue. You, know, you don't think Kaz and Denny or Leclerc de Lune is like, you don't think that was the original title of Frankie and Johnny? Yeah. Um, uh, so to me, it was like Nick, uh, 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 when he's like, he's like, you got to stay away from me. I'm too dangerous for you kind of stuff. She's the one that's like, no, come home with me. Right. We were going to do this and you are going to get, th- we're going to do this together. She is brave and pure of heart, which is, Wonderful. And when he does transform, he transforms into things that are meant to hurt her. Mm. You know, a scary demon, a bad boyfriend she had, her mother. She smashes her with that special effect of her smashing her mother's face in. Oh, her mother's face. It's haunting. like a, it's like a hollowed out like pumpkin, pumpkin head. Yes. Oh. It's like it's a pumpkin. And she is still standing there being like, Kaz, are you in there? She is fighting for him in a way that I was like, fuck, I love this. I'm like, I'm and into it looked, this. It was so disgusting when the head went in. And it also looked a little bit like the thing because like tentacles yes. were coming out of like the, the neck crevice. It was so, yes. like, again, this is what I say. I think this is, I like, I believe, I think this is the demo reel be- for a VFX supervisor. <laughs> I would believe it if Rob Bottin did all these special effects practically. <laughs> it would make sense. You know, well, um, there's also something about like that 80s fashion of seeing this. She has such a sweet little face and cute little haircut and seeing these ladies in like these giant blazers, you know, and like five brooches on each and like a, a watch hanging off of them where it does feel like she's putting on these like these these articles of power. But she's so sweet. I mean, by the yes. way, I uh, this morning, uh, Diane Keaton did a like Instagram live that I was watching because I was thinking about Denny and I saw her and I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to watch this. And Diane Keaton talked about why she wears a uh, like that black hat that Denny's wearing in it. And Diane Keaton said it was all inspired by Cary Grant wearing a top hat one time. And she wanted to have that kind of power that Cary Grant had. She thought that he had like this like, kind of sexuality with that kind of a hat. And I felt like Denny's embodying that kind of. Annie well, I've Hall heard that look. I've heard that Diane Keaton wears those clothes because I, I feel like I've seen her quoted saying she, because she just wants to be noticed, not just, oh, but because she wants to be noticed. Well, look at that. I mean, tell it to her Instagram live. Uh... <laughs> hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when 
I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I do want to just talk about, uh, there's, there's something that really got me in the beginning of this movie as well, which is, I talked about it for a second, but the guy who plays the real butcher, the maniac, whatever, he's giving a comedy performance that I think is top notch. When he goes to blow his nose and then gets into his ear with the same tissue, like he's, I love this performance. I thought that he was absolutely fantastic. He's doing a great job. Um, in because he has until the turn until it's revealed that he is the mangler, in which case he's in the rest of the third act. He really only pops up a couple of times and makes the most out of it without, I felt like without tipping that he is the mangler, you know, like you never in those first few scenes, you never think, oh, he's the mangler. You know, you really are like, oh, he is this well you know, i don't know jason because when that turn happened paul shouted out i knew it oh <laughs> i i, I do knew think, it i do think it tips at a certain point but yeah. but those first couple of pops you get of him you yes. are like oh this poor guy you see I, him just failing yeah. over and over again yeah to be fair i only really knew it at about an hour into the movie because it's like, oh, we have not met a new character yet and it would be very unfulfilling for one sure. of our main characters not to be the mangler. Like, you couldn't just have that be but uh, I was, a lone okay, man. Here's the one thing I was confused about in one of his first pops. He seems so desperate for love and attention from women and so unsuccessful in that department. And then when he notices them at the bar. I mean, to be at a, wo- a woman at a bar and to have a guy come over is just such a, when you're talking to a girlfriend, is such a bummer. So I was actually very irritated by him from the beginning. But they seemed like when, they knew each other, right? They knew each other. They knew each other, but they weren't happy no, that he was they coming weren't, over. They weren't, yes. they did not want to talk to no. him. And he leaves. It looks like a couple of other women that he was talking to. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he really has a thing for Denny. Right, but I wanted to say, buddy, buddy, if you're making any headway over there with those ladies, stay over there. <laughs> I don't think he is making, I don't think he's making headway. I think for him, he is the mega demon. So I think he is just trying to get who, who, like whoever. And like, that is his... But but I think but the why man, would it even be that hard? Maybe, All he needs I to see know. is boobs, and then he's a demon, and he can go eat them. Like it seemed like he yeah. was looking for love, and this is a tricky thing because when she maybe when he, brings he her back, doesn't know. 
Well, that's what I think. I don't think that he knows because he brings her back to the castle and he's showing him the laboratory where he has chloroform. Why would he ever need chloroform if he's a that, monster? Why would he need to dress up as a monster? There's why would so he need many dynamite? questions. Why does he even have why would that he need, dynamite? Like, not, not only why would he need dynamite, but why would he need dynamite that looks like it's from Looney Tunes? <laughs> like six sticks of dynamite lashed together. What's that for? And if, and, if in fact he's in the middle of Central Park, why does he have sticks of dynamite lashed together? And why, why is anyone bombs? in Central Park going, this is odd. It looks like someone's living here. They're, like, it wasn't yeah. even hidden. Like, he's living literally in a medieval castle. I cannot believe that was Central Park. And wow. he goes upstairs, and he's got a full, like, kitchen table. He's got, like, old Bibles. Like, he's doing, I, I think, by the way, he's improvising it looks like a lot. He, it looks like he takes Denny and he goes to Dr. Frankenstein's castle, yes. you know, and that's where he is. Like, it, that's where it seems like he's gone. It's so bizarrely yeah. medieval looking. And now, but what is his plan with her? That's the question. I don't know. I thought it was just to kill her. But is he trying to get his demon inside of her? I don't. This I don't is what I don't know, because so. I don't understand this is again where the rules of the movie are don't add up. So, because he also seems to be a more senior demon than Nick's <laughs> Wait. demon. He seems to be older yes. and wiser. He's no, tenured. he's not older. He just made out with the same girl. Oh, but you're saying what the you, demon inside of him. The, uh, I'm sorry. I mean to say the demon that's inside of him when they both turn into demons. Okay. Right. Which, <clears throat> which genuinely surprised me. <clears throat> I was like, oh, He's just going to be a bad guy. Okay, great. So that's why I was double confused. I was like, wait, why does the bad guy live? I expected him to be like Patrick Bateman or something. Like right. he was going to go back to like a, a sterile, right. you know, 80s uh, apartment in like Tribeca or something. You know, like a Brett Easton Ellis type guy. Um, <laughs> By the way, this like is the, the original <laughs> plot line of American Psycho. And I heard that he had to change it a lot for his first book because it just it paralleled too much. just did make sense. Um, but instead he goes to a medieval castle that a demon would live in, then turns into a demon. And when Nick turns into a demon, which again, I want to talk about because he, he, I, I'll, I'll get into it in a second. The, 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 the dorky guy's demon says, Oh, look at you little and cute or whatever. He speaks about Nick's demon. Like he's diminutive and cute because he is this big hulking demon now. But they Does look that make, you know what relatively I mean? the same. Like, if you were to see these two demons walking down the street, you wouldn't be like, baby demon, older demon. Like, he's a little bit more... Um, oh, he's huge! I mean, he looks a little bit like Legend, like the, that Tom Cruise demon from that movie Legend. Like, that, like he's got, like, some more horns yeah. and stuff like that. He seems to me to be, like, the father demon to this to Nick's son demon. or Not literally, but, like, it just seemed to me... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the this... only way... Once, once Denny, once the guy has kidnapped Denny and brought her to the medieval castle, the cops and Sonia and Nick uh, from Family Ties, they all arrive at the castle and they don't know what to do. They can't get in. The battering ram doesn't work. They can't get in. He's on the roof. And, and Sonia's like, the only way to get up there is to fly. And I saw that your demon has wings. And Nick from Family Ties is like, my demon has wings? And he's like, but I can only do that if I get horny. And she's like, great news. And they fuck right there. No, no. I think they just make out. I don't think that they fuck because I... Paul. You think they fuck? 
Yes, oh, in the in the he, grass. He comes up. He ray. He goes down as himself. He comes back up as his demon self, smoking a cigarette, which is universal, universal <laughs> cinematic language for we just fucked. And then Denny, who's watching from the top of the tower, is like, I thought she was my friend. But if I saw you turn into it, it had wings. Change. Go on. What, just like that? What do you think I am, a machine? I can't turn it on and off like a faucet. I need to be in the mood. I gotta have... A paper lantern over the light bulb, a couple bottles of the Denny's life is at stake. Don't pressure me. I'll never get a devil on. I need hot eyes and warm skin and the curve of You talking about sex? Man, why didn't you say so? You just hit the mother load, baby. Don't bite it, boy. Let it take you all the way for once. Well, this is the this is an important moment for her character, though, because this is where she draws the line. Right. Right. She doesn't want to have anybody cheat on her. Exactly. So she needed that to happen. And of course, we can forgive him and her because we know that they did it to save her. But by the way, Sonia was so excited. Sonia was so so into it. it. She wanted she's to do so, it. She's moaning. And but so, I like think that. that that was less about her being really in. I actually think that was less about her being into Nick and more about her being into demons. But you see, but no, oh, but here's the theory. Here, I have a, I have, wait I have a, a minute. Theory. Wait a minute. That's very interesting. Well, she works so in the think occult. Sonya's, I think Sonya's Sonya wanted to fuck demons. a demon. Yes. yes. Oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. But here's the thing. I want to I bring up <laughs> one interesting piece of dialogue. She says... Or at the end of the movie, when Nick is alive, the demon is out of him. When the demon is out of him, he picks up Denny and they go, let's go back to your place or something like that. And she and he goes, does this mean we can? And she's like, yes. So that means like if he could have had sex with her as a demon, he would have. So I don't think he had sex with, I think it was dry humping or something. Because I feel like that moment... Um, where she was like, does this mean So you can? think he just, you just think he creamed his jeans and that was <laughs> yeah. to make him into, turn him into a I demon? Yes, because at the end, there, there's a beautiful moment and I said it to June and she really ignored me when I said it. Uh, when they're on the, the, the <laughs> stairs of the, of the uh, beautiful brownstone and they kiss and all the doors of the building open and I was like, that's like her vagina opening up so they can finally go inside. Like that was like, that yes. was like, a- well, in New- well, in New York City, this is the case. This is happens a lot in sex in the city. Everybody's building represents their vaginas, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so Sarah Jessica Parker's right. vagina is that brownstone in the village. Right. You know, when everybody Samantha moves to the meatpacking district. It's one of the, oh, it's sort of you like know what we're industrial. talking about. <laughs> She's a, keep in mind, she moves into a loft. <laughs> yeah. But but Denny never has a moment of being like, hey, guy, not cool that you just fucked my best friend. Like, that seems not to be part of it anymore. Well, I think because she understood. Like, I think that Denny's pretty smart. She gets over things. She's resilient. She bounces back. And she understood. Like, you know what? In this moment, I needed my life to be saved. So uh, go it, for it. It is such a crazy move, though, because of the way they've built the movie, that the only way to save the woman he loves 
is to cheat on her with her best friend in order to turn into the superhero. It would be like if Lois Lane was falling and Superman was like, I can't turn into Superman. And Clark Kent was like, I can't turn into Superman unless someone gives me a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and Lois Lane's best friend was like, all right, I'll do it for Lois. And then was into it. I mean, by the way, Listen. you just gave me a great idea for a new DC Universe kind of sp- <laughs> uh, Superman. I feel like this is gritty. It's cool. It's like the Joker, man. It's, you know, it's it's they're really dealing with sex issues. Um, it was the scene, that scene where he has sex with Sonya outside so that he can fly up and fight the other guy. I was, that's when I lost well, it. Well, that's I was what like, was so this- interesting, too, is like he was able to turn into not just a demon, but that very specific demon that she wanted him to be. Like, he can conjure up which demon. But again, is he doing that or is she doing that? Well, that's what I don't understand. I never understood the rules of why does he look. And sometimes when he turns into the demon, he has wings. Sometimes he doesn't. He's he's also like the Incredible Hulk. When he turns into a demon, he like hulks out and is big and and his clothes rip or whatever. But when he comes down, he's just still wearing his regular clothes. Yeah. I I don't want to shame either of them because I think they did what they had to do. And I think for Sonya, it was really not about Nick. It was really about like wanting the experience of having sex with a demon. I thought it was more about just being a good best friend. Good best friend. Meanwhile, she, she, they, I just, again, I want to reiterate this for the people who are watching, who are not watched this and are just listening at home. When they realize what they have to do is to turn him on so that he can turn into the demon, they just start doing it right there in front of the whole police force. The police officer is that she dates is watching her. He's like, he's looking at her like, Oh, man, do I have to watch this? Like, Denny's watching from the roof. The whole police force is watching. (laughs) They go lie on the ground and have sex. She literally is like, I thought you would never ask or like, I'm going to do this really good. But here's the thing. And I think to June's point, she's a woman who works in a store of the occult. She's a psychic. She doesn't know what it's like. Maybe she can't read a demon's mind. She can read every man's mind, but she can't read a demon's mind. So maybe that's exciting to her. But it is also like if you've worked in a pet store and never pet a dog before, you're going to be like, oh, my whole life revolves around dogs. Great point. You know, so she needed to. That is true because Danny, who works in a pet store, does treat Nick uh, from Family Ties like he's a dog at the beginning. That's right. Like, you know. Uh, so yeah, that, that is not an inappropriate way to kind of line it up. I'm just saying <laughs> if I'm Sonia, maybe I'd be like, let's go around this corner. You so just that wanted the them to have like force, a little bit more decency, a, a little but, bit more privacy. But Jason, you think that demons are like concerned with that? Like if she wants to fuck a demon, is. she wants the full experience. And to, I feel to, like to Sonya. be with a demon means like you have to lose all vanity and all inhibition. And like, that's what's if, being called for. I guess so. But if I'm Sonia and I'm like, okay, my best friend whose boyfriend this is can see me and the guy that I'm dating from the police force and two dozen police officers can see me, I would be like, let's go in those bushes. I wouldn't be like, (laughs) I wouldn't be like, great news. I'm ready to 
fuck. A Let's demon has no and shame. Then, a demon and then has they no drop shame. out of frame and are like, uh, uh, and she's like, uh, uh. They give sex sounds. It's not like it's not like they cut away and then they cut back and he's a demon. They play it out just off camera. It is it is wild. And Denny, they give Denny a line that says, "I thought she was my best friend." Like Denny's feelings are hurt. It is. It is crazy. Oh my god! Like it I wanted crazy. to see them have a reckoning afterwards, where where Just somehow like, can we like unpack that. Yes, where Denny yeah. is like, hey, because keep in mind, like you wanted the, this scene where Denny's like, listen, I know I can intellectually understand like why you did. What you thank did, you. I just and thank you, but like yes. I have to say, like it was a little hard to see you fuck in the grass. But that's a, it's com- a that's bummer pillow for me. talk for the next morning. That's pillow talk <laughs> for the sequel. That's no, no. She should be saying this to Sonia. Yeah, it like, be like you know, I- Sonia. <laughs> it, I've got to admit, it's a tough look that the first person to have sex with Nick from Family Ties was you, not me. Right, like that's actually this- something I was looking forward to. So to see it play out, oh, only. Don't- you feet think away. it's better she broke him in you know She's so now Sonya's Denny can have sloppy seconds listen well, it, she no because Sonya did not night? have sex with Nick Sonya had sex with the demon inside oh, him and I think that that's, go, that that's an important distinction okay can we just uh, now I mean we, that is that is <laughs> a, that's that's I mean you've got to be willing to over honestly I think what I'm worried about I have to be totally honest is that once Denny has sex with Nick she's going to be disappointed after witnessing and watching yeah. what demon sex looked like with her best friend so that's also, my concern also there is no conversation between Nick from Family Ties and Sonia about using protection so it's possible she's pregnant with a demon baby. No, well, that demon, like, when you're a demon, you don't shoot sperm. It's like, it's like, it's, so you can't have babies. I mean, that's basically, that's something that I know. Wait, how do you, uh, wait, what? <laughs> I study a lot of occult. That's why you can always, that's like, do what, you, wait, do you, did you, when you lived in New York, mm-hmm. like early on UCB days, did you work at Grigri? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit. Uh, but it's it's the reason why Dan Aykroyd can get that ghost blow job in Ghostbusters too. It's like, he can have these relationships. It doesn't. No one's getting, no one's getting STDs. No one's getting pregnant. That's the benefit of having ghosts, uh, ghosts and demon sex. You are, I'm going to say, I just want to say you are trafficking in like pseudoscience and myth. I don't think that's Jason, possible. I think I'm there getting, are definitely ghost STDs that you can pick just up if you're not pull careful. Out before, just pull out of a ghost before and you're oh, fine. Oh you're fine. Um, I do want to just talk about one thing before we get into second opinions here, which is uh, we are told that uh, if, like, I don't even remember the term, if, like, the, the demon could jump Pazotsky? out of you. The Pazotsky? Is Pazotsky the, the word you're looking yes, for? Yes, the Pazotsky can jump out of you and jump into the person closest to you. And at the end of the movie, it's revealed the person oh, it jumps into is the man who basically yes. told, uh, you know, Kaz his whole fortune. And then the last moment we see is him turn into a demon and chase a female police officer into the woods to arguably do what? To, I don't, he, he must be turned on by the sight of her because his eyes go red and, you know. Right, I, but I yeah, mean, so, where where does that end? I mean, are we just basically saying that these like demons are just going around harassing women around New York City? Like, 
Well, like, I, I like, don't know. The whole narrative I found so troubling because he, so that man is presented as like very much so the stereotypical, like wise, old, spiritual black man in the movie who he. Like the ma- the magical b- black man. Yes, from exactly. That, that is like Legend of Bagger Vance yes. and these kind of movies that feature this character. Yes, but he's actually, it, it's it's troubling because he's not giving good advice and he seems really, um, he seems weirdly and problematically interested also in watching uh, Nick have sex with Sonia. Um, And, and I think he kind of wanted to be the demon. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, he, at the end of the movie is sort of now imprisoned by this state that he's been left in because of, of Nick and, but I don't know if he's even unhappy about that since he seemed to. Well, but what we don't know is because the movie has conditioned us to believe that the, the horny demons are dangerous. Right. When in fact, we don't know oh. that Nick has ever, Nick once turned into a demon was ever anything to anyone bad. You're well, right about I that. I mean, Nick, Nick was at the very least a street harasser in New York City and, oh, and oh, yes. very inappropriate very with clearly, every yes. woman he, he But met. I don't think, for I, I, all I'm saying is I don't think that, that at the end of the movie, when that man is chasing the police officer, his intention is to kill her, you know, because Fair that enough. was, that it's was still the not other a guy. great look. Oh, it's a terrible look, and it's a terrible thing to burden that particular character with, to be like, oh, okay, person who is essentially the exposition device for this movie, right. who who gives us all the information, now you get to be the demon and run out of here. Get out of here, you. You know, and it's like, we, we need the leads to be able to have guilt-free sex now. Right. Right. But, so basically... Where what we're what the moral of the story is is like yes a man may pinch you on the ass but he doesn't mean any harm he's just horny and that's what we should get like that's that's the moral of the story it's like they're not gonna hurt you just let them like grab at you and make funny noises do you think that, that that manifestation that version of it right the 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 is is just kind of a representation of kind of guys in general. Got cat calling guys, guys that are like, you know, listen, they all got the demon inside of them. That's kind of what I mean. But it's just it's that version of a demon. It's not the murderous chloroform, you know, uh, mangler. That's why I wished that the mangler had just remained a man. Right. You know what I mean? And not also a demon, because then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Then is Nick's demon capable of what this demon is doing? Like, is is Nick? Is Nick just not yet got evolved to the point of murder uh, because this other guy has? But I don't. Or, but know, he because, was murdering, I think, as a human man. You don't think he was turning into that mega demon? When no, he was I think like why women? would he chloroform her? Like wh- we don't know why. Well, why no, would because he wear Sonya, a demon costume? When Sonia though sees the man that attacked her sister in her sister's mind, she devil. says it's the devil or a demon or whatever. Maybe he was just dressed up that way. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So this, this is, is where, weird. but I do think the movie is saying like all men are some version of creepy, catcally, goosey kind of grossos. You know, there is there there is that demon in all guys that that horniness, that teenage that that stems from puberty and the thoughts and the impure thoughts that it brings in, and it needs to be curbed or whatever. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I it think does. So. Except, I mean- except. 
what actually the demon is doing, like, is if, if that's true for all men, what they end up doing, though, is also um, making it impossible for women to express their sexuality because they become what is like so appalling and disgusting to women. Images of her mother, images of like, so even her oh, wow. own sexual desire. So I, I, I feel like there was something really muddied about that message in the movie. I think ultimately oh, yes. that's what, yes, <laughs> they the, were uh, going they, for. But no, I don't. I'm not saying the movie is trying to be a thoughtful message movie. This is like a cornball. I mean, this movie can't even know. under this movie can't even give you the logic of what we are dealing with on the on the physical level. Yet it alone. doesn't even try and it doesn't even try and give you a mythology for no. who these demons are and what they're all about. You know. Oh boy. Well, obviously, we had opinions about this movie. Uh, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for Second Opinions. The movie was a piece of shit. Yet this person recommends it. Tell me what is the message. Maybe that art is subjective. Second opinion. All right. So these are all called from Amazon.com. This is actually rated very high. It gets a 4.6 out of five stars. There are 78% are five-star ratings. 2% are one-star ratings. And um, and let's take a listen here. Um, this first one is uh, from Mary McLemore. And she writes, I like this movie. I had this movie on tape. And I liked it. And I thought it was funny. So when I saw this movie, it was on DVD. I felt like I should get it, and I'm glad I did. Five stars. I like this movie. Wait, and you're saying that's from the rapper Macklemore? <laughs> yes. Who, you know, is very much, he maybe got this at the um, at the pawn shop or whatever oh. that song was. <laughs> um, all right, and then um, this is from Polly Wog. Polly Wog writes, the main character in this movie, Kaz, kind of reminds me of myself, except for the part when he turns into a demon, even though he's a friendly demon. This is a hilarious flick. Okay, there were some corny parts, but every movie has corny parts. This item was shipped mega fast and is in great shape. I strongly <laughs> recommend it. Five stars. Hilarious flick. Um, and then this is uh, from Nathan Anderson. Bought this for my mother. She was thrilled. Five stars. And then um, I will just go here with our last one from Aisha Richard who writes, this movie is good for anyone who has their head in the clouds. It's a freaky, ridiculous film that you got to see. It takes a sense of humor to appreciate this movie. And when I first saw it, I loved it. It belonged to my best friend. And I began to always demand that we watch it together every time I went to her house. I'll never get tired of looking at this movie, especially the sexual content. I told you it was freaky. <laughs> Five stars. And the title is, I am a lot like the girl in this story. Oh. oh my god. It's so interesting because this movie is part of a type of an archetype of movie that was so present in mm. this era that doesn't exist anymore, which is like romantic comedies or you know that kind of an adult movie that has magic as a component to it, right? That has that has like a real, like, uh, a, a, a magical realism kind of component or something that has to happen in order transactionally for the story to be told. Um, and, and that, to me, is 
very bizarre. I, I you mean, know that that, that yeah. doesn't exist now. You don't have contemporary movies where characters are represent uh, represented as uh victims of curses or something like that as the impediment to the love affair that they're trying to have I you mean, know this is um, an, this is an interesting movie because i think honestly scott valentine was such a huge star he was like the breakout star from family ties or not the breakout star but he yeah, was like was he the breakout the, well i would no, say michael like j. after fox. michael j fox michael j was, fox yeah now what i wanted to actually play for you guys is just proof that this guy was hot did you know that Nick had his own spinoff show with Julia Louise Dreyfus. What? What? Yes. Nick um, moved to New York uh, and he worked in a bookstore. And here is a scene with Nick, uh, a.k.a. Scott Valentine, um, meeting Julia Louise Dreyfus for the first time. I I must have watched this. It's called The Art of Being Nick. Oh, my God. Nick. This is Rachel Phillips. Rachel, this is Nick Moore. <laughs> I'm pleased to meet you, Nick. Hey. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel Phillips. Good. Oh, listen, Rachel. While you're interviewing Nick, why don't I order the hors d'oeuvres for tomorrow's book signing? That is a great idea. Now, remember, it is a book on coping with depression. Mm-hmm. So, uh, don't get anything too sharp. <laughs> he's, he's like, it's like he's somebody who suffered a traumatic brain injury <laughs> and that the show is about reacclimating him to society. You can watch the whole art of Nick, which I started watching last night. It's a uh, Blythe Danner is his sister. It's great. What? Uh, it's yeah. also like another thing that like, I love it. It's such an eighties trope. Like uh, TV sitcoms set in bookstores. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know, I miss it. That was such a thing, like back when bookstores existed. <laughs> well, this movie cost $4 million to make, uh, $4 million bucks. Wow. The opening weekend, it made $1.8 million. Um, the top movies of the year were Beverly Hills Cop, Platoon, and Fatal Attraction. And this movie came in 132nd out of all the movies made in 1987. Wait, how much did you say it made? uh, Opening weekend, it made 1.8 million. And domestically, it made 3.9. So it just underperformed. Um, So probably fine, but not by no means uh, any success. Well, yeah. uh, And this movie came out in a year where How Did This Get Made movies really had their height. Because this movie came in 132nd out of all the movies made in 1997. It was beaten by Mannequin, Running Man, Ernest Goes to Camp, Jaws the Revenge. Yes, Mannequin. It's a perfect example of another magic movie that the love story requires magic. One of my favorite movies. Jaws the Revenge, also kind of a magical movie with like a talisman and witch doctors and the Jaws is like there, okay? Uh, Masters of the Universe, Over the Top, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. This movie beat Prom Night 2, Garbage Pail Kids. But this is a giant Garbage year. Garbage Pail Kids. 1987 Magic. is a year of how did this get made movies if I've ever seen one. Um, and, the, and, wow. the, and the taglines for this film, a monstrously funny romance. Falling in love can be very scary. And he brought the best out in her and she brought the beast in him. So that is, uh, that's a little bit huh. here, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, oh man. Uh, the, the movie was first offered to Jay Leno. 
Oh, God. They thought Jay Leno <laughs> had a great face. And they thought he would be great as someone being possessed. So there is a version of my demon lover with Jay Leno. And I kind of want to see like, that. They're like, they're like, we can just build the rest of the demon makeup around the giant chin. Yeah. It'll work. So that that is uh, my demon lover. And it's just a lover. demon that just wears denim on denim everywhere he goes. <laughs> By the way, already scary. Um, driving, driving. It's like a, a, the character drives like a 1930s fire truck and wears... <laughs> Denim on denim and just turns into a, be- a demon. Maybe it's oh gosh. Well, I would have. I don't think that Jay Leno could have carried off the sexual nature of the film. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I highly recommend that you watch this movie, uh, Jason June. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so much fun. It, it's really, um, it's really fun. Yeah, it reminded me of watching um, um, Shelley Long, Steve Good Go- Boyfriend School uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. It was it was that similar kind of enjoyable watch, even though it's a mess, even though it is confusing and it is willfully so because they did such a bad job establishing the rules. Um, It is a success based on the performances by these lead characters and how charming they are. And for me, how nostalgic that New York, uh, that version of New York made me feel, you know, like dirty, grimy threatening, scary New York. I, I, I really liked it. I am totally down. Um, Jason, uh, June, anything you want to promote? Yeah, I uh, encourage everyone to check out our new membership level at the Jane Club, which I'm really excited about because it's much more accessible for so many more women across the country. And that is um, $50 a month to become a connected Jane and you can go to janeclub.com to find out more information. Awesome. Jason? Um, I'm on a new um, HBO Max animated show called Close Enough from uh, J.G. Quintel who created the regular show uh, and did that for many years. This is a new show uh, animated again that he's doing um, that's uh, that's like an adult uh, ca- uh, uh, cartoon show about a family that's very funny. So I encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, as of now, I think it's all up on HBO Max. Um, I really got nothing of note. Continue to uh, check out the Marvel show, which you can find on YouTube. And uh, and we are coming to the end of Unspooled. 100 episodes, 100 movies. So uh, you can listen to our final episode. Uh, we've had some fun ones here at the, the last batch. You guys are recording the final episode. So do you need June and I to be available? I'm saying, you know, it, uh, the Zoom connection is so tough. I can't even make it out. But I... Uh, I, I thank see Jason you for just the, fine. He's not frozen at all. I Zoom, thank you guys for the support, and it's been uh, it's so great huh. to kind of the Zoom that we're on right now, or the Zoom between you and Amy, because June and I can just stand in for Amy. You know what? I'm you know I won't even make it complicated for you guys. I just I'm going to say thank you for the amazing support. Uh, the hundred episodes have been such a blast. Uh, hey, babe, and, you know, we have a shared Paul and I have a shared calendar, so you could really just schedule me in. Also, a uh, big a thank you calendar. to our producer Cody. I've got nothing who does an amazing job. Just, uh, our yeah, engineer Jason's Devin. Uh, our also another producer, Avril Halley, does <laughs> oh, great June, job picking June, all the you don't films, have to, all the June, research just, from Nate Kylie. You don't have to just uh, declare also, Jason is uh, alone. We have, uh, <laughs> I, I don't need that. I believe me, I get it. Kyle <laughs> Walter doing our great artwork as much as Zach McAleese. You can find him at the Ghost of Craig Dean. And guys, thank you again, unspooled, and your support means the world to me. 
Uh, and uh, we will see you next week for a mini episode. Jason will be joining us again, and you can call and tell us what we might have missed from uh, my demon lover. Give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K, 619-Paul-Ask. We will talk about that, and we will also talk about your own problems. Call the Paul Helpline. Tell us what you got on your mind. Uh, Jason June, a pleasure as always. We'll, uh, always. We'll, always. Always. Uh, we will I'll talk. just be here. Alone. Oh my God, it's getting oh. really. I'm uh, sure there's a spot for him on on someone's podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you know, I would just there it would just make me be. feel it would make me feel so connected to society if I could just it, be no. On, it, it it is on at a certain point it's a health wish, issue, Paul. Wish wish the connection was better. Wish speaking connection was better. All right, we'll see you next week for a <laughs> mini episode on how did this get made. For 25 years. Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.